You're listening to the Nutrition by Lex podcast with Alexis Roberts, a dietetic graduate student and soon-to-be registered dietitian. Hi, y'all. Welcome back to the Nutrition by Lex podcast. I am here with Leslie Bobo, and we're going to be talking all about holistic health today. So Leslie, if you just want to introduce yourself to everyone listening and let them know who you are and what you do. Hi, Alexis. Well, first off, I just wanted to say thank you so much for having me on today. I'm really excited to connect with you and your listeners and to be here. Um, So like you said, I am a registered dietitian. I've been a dietitian for close to three years now. Um, I focus on holistic health and wellness. So I would definitely say that I take a little bit of a less traditional approach than you might see other dietitians taking. Um, kind of in a sense that a lot of my work actually has nothing to do with food at all. <laughs> so it, I mean, it definitely does. I say that it definitely does have to do with food. Um, but also with that holistic aspect thrown in there, um, we're really focusing on not just food choices, but you know, sleeping and meditation and all those different things. And that's actually where I came up with my business name all about well, because we're incorporating all different types of wellness. Right. Awesome. So like you said, you are very holistic health focused. And that is why I asked you to come onto this podcast because it's something I'm super interested in too. And me going to be a registered dietitian in the next couple of years, um, it's very interesting to see another registered dietitian that's taking the holistic holistic health route that a lot of dietitians don't do. So that's why I think I was so drawn to your page at the very beginning. I was like, wow, she's like really taking a different route than most people do. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for that. I mean, it's definitely, it was like a journey to get here. So yeah. oh, I'm sure. Into that. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely sure of that. Um, Cause there's so much I feel like there's a lot of stereotypical things around holistic health and what it should be and what it shouldn't be. And that's why we're going to like kind of dive into it today and just break it down for everyone listening. So first I kind of want to talk about like, what is holistic health? Um, If you just want to kind of give your own definition and describe how you incorporate holistic health into your life and with your clients and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, for starters, I definitely think that holistic health it's going to look different for everyone. So just always keeping that in mind Um, and kind of what drew me into it to begin with, um, just going back a few years back in college, I started getting just really, really bad um, anxiety and depression. And these were just feelings that I had really never felt before. And I, at the time, had no idea how to deal with it. And, um, throughout the week I was very, very strict with my food choices. Um, so honestly, to the point of like throughout the week, my breakfast was a banana. My lunch was literally wheat thins and a cheese stick. And my dinner was like a lean pocket. And it's like, that was my idea of like, quote health. But then, you know, on the weekends I was like going out drinking and I would binge on fast food and, it just left me feeling so physically and emotionally depleted, but I just was in this environment of, you know, college and that's just how it is. And that's just like what you do. And, um, 
So that's actually what drew me into this field. I thought that I was like, quote, so healthy throughout the week. You know, I was working out five days a week and I would like, it's always a common story, such a common story, but it's like, you know, we don't talk about it. And because it is so common, we think like, okay, this is just how we're supposed to feel. And like, this is what we're supposed to do and normalized. Yes, exactly. Which is like scary. (laughs) So that is kind of what drew me into dietetics to begin with. I like thought I was being healthy, so I wanted to study more about it. Um, And then it honestly wasn't until after college. Um, So I grew up in Kentucky, and then I moved to San Diego right after college for my dietetic internship. And I think that my eyes were just really opened to kind of a different way of living and being taken out of that environment and just seeing like, okay, health is so much more than just our food choices, but it's like really paying attention to our mental and emotional health and, you know, mindful movement and all of the things. Oh, 100%. I completely agree with that. It's people don't realize how much it actually, like different things in your life that you're doing actually play a role. Um, Mm -hmm. So it literally comes from all aspects of your life leading into the holistic living lifestyle, so to say. Um, so what are some things that you would consider as being the holistic route, um, when it comes to like medical or medicine and like over that kind of stuff? Um, so like some things that come to my head whenever I'm thinking about this is like chiropractic, massage therapy, um, things like that. Yeah. So I don't have a huge focus on the, I guess, like more medical side. So like chiropractic and stuff. I mean, I know I personally really like to incorporate acupuncture. I definitely feel like that helps me personally, um, but definitely not even something that I'm an expert in. Okay. Um, I've never, so I've never done acupuncture and I've always like been sort of interested in it. What's your experience been like with that? So I definitely would say find the right practitioner. I feel like I'm seeing a lot of, and I've never actually been to one, so I can't say what it's like, but I've seen a lot of, at least in this area, kind of like pop-ups, like almost in malls where you like go in for a 15 minute acupuncture session. And I just can't imagine that it would be the same experience for me as the practitioner I go to. I feel like I got really lucky finding her. She always like, checks my chakras and like talks to me and walks me through the process about why she's putting things where, and again, totally not something I'm an expert in, but every time I go, I leave feeling just like so aligned and so rejuvenated. So I would definitely say probably with any of the things you're doing, like find a good practitioner. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Those pop-up things that that sounds scary. (laughs) You don't even know what you're getting yourself into when you go to that sort of thing. (laughs) And it's like, okay, how sanitary is this? (laughs) Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And a lot of, um, another thing that I want to touch on that has to do with like holistic that you might be super into, especially when working with your clients is like yoga and meditation. I don't know if you recommend this to people, but we talk almost every single one of my guests and I have talked about meditation. We just think it's something that everyone should incorporate into like their routine on a daily basis. Cause it's just overall amazing for your health, um, and your mental health, (laughs) But also Reiki. Are you familiar with Reiki or anything like that? So like energy healing and stuff? Yeah. Okay. So meditation, 100%. I meditate for at least five minutes every morning. I just feel like it's something, it just grounds me to start my day. And then 
as I'm going through my day, I always know that I have that breath to come back to. Mm -hmm. Um, Reiki, I'm honestly not as familiar with. I know I've done it one time and I literally left in tears because I just felt like the energy in the room, the practitioner, I just feel like was so aligned with what was going on. And I just felt so much lighter leaving that session. Um, but no, I, I wish I knew more about it and I wish I was like more into it. I need to get back into it. (laughs) Right. Oh my gosh. I'm kind of in the same boat as you are. I've only sat in on one Reiki session and it was during my yoga teacher training, um, hours. And it was kind of just like a spur of the moment thing that they were like, Hey, do you want to sit in on this session? And I was like, well, yeah, sure. And I was very skeptical of it at first. Like I had no idea what it was. I had never like experienced anything like that. And I was the same way. I was super emotional. Cause so I just pulled up the definition so I could like tell people that listening that haven't ever heard of this, but it's so empowering to like see something like that and feel like the energy in the room, mm-hmm. which it's just kind of crazy to say. And people are probably like, Oh my gosh, I don't believe in that kind of stuff. But it's like, I didn't really either. And then I experienced it and was like, Whoa, <laughs> okay. Take a step back. That's kind of crazy. But for y'all listening that don't know exactly what Reiki is, I pulled up the definition, so I'm going to read it for y'all real fast just to kind of inform you a little more. So it's a healing technique based on the principles that the therapist can channel energy into the patient by means of touch. So this will activate a natural healing process of the patient's body and restore physical and emotional well-being. Um, So it's pretty much just like very holistic in a sense of not using any sorts of medicine or anything. It's just energy and touch which is crazy. It is. And like you said, with kind of being like the, you know, like, I don't really believe in this or don't really know about it. I feel like it's just kind of, it is what you need it to be. So like that day for me specifically, it's like, I was feeling really heavy because I had just found out someone who I love very much was sick. And it was just like what I needed in that day. And it's like, okay, even if you know, even if it is all woo woo, it's still just like, it was the release that I needed that day. So I think just going into it kind of with that open mindset as well. Oh, right. 100%. Like you going into something so closed off and closed minded is going to hold you back from experience it fully anyways. And no matter what you're doing, um, especially when it comes to like energy work and spiritual type stuff. So that's, um, that's something that if you are interested in trying that, I would definitely suggest looking up area places in your area that you could go to like maybe try it. Or if you have a friend that likes to do it, maybe go sit in on a session. It's very empowering to watch. Um, as far as your yoga or your meditation practice, you said you do it at least five minutes every morning. And I love to hear you say that because some people say, Oh yeah, I do it for 30 minutes or an hour. And it's like, that takes a lot of practice and it takes a long time to get to that level because I'm like you, I'll do five to 10 minutes max every day. And it's hard to sit there and meditate for that long. Um, even just short five minutes, like it takes a lot of practice. I totally agree. And I feel like the biggest thing or one of the biggest things I see when working with clients is they say, you know, I don't have time for all of this stuff. I have five kids. I've got a job. I've got, you know, whatever else, like I'm not going to wake up 45 minutes early so that I can meditate for 30 of them. Right. And it's like, okay, I get that. And I'm just going to meet you where you are. And five minutes is better than zero minutes. Two minutes is better than zero minutes. Just like kind of getting in that headspace and really calming yourself. I think it's great no matter how long you do it. (laughs) Oh, exactly. I completely agree with that. And for me personally, I've gotten into a habit recently of getting up and doing it first thing in the morning. 
And even some of the days that like, I'm like actually like super tired in the morning. I, maybe I didn't sleep as well or something. I've even pushed myself to do it just laying in bed. Like people have this like whole misconception of how meditation should be like, oh, you should be sitting on this rock in the sunlight and you have to get ready for it. And yeah, I literally woke up, turned on some like calming music. I've been do- listening to, um, oh my gosh, what's, I've seen the, I've seen on TikTok and stuff. Like obviously I learn everything off TikTok nowadays. Twenty <laughs> twenty. Oh my gosh, I know. But talking about how like music is at, um, a different Hertz level or something like that. So I've been listening to 432 Hertz, like meditation music all day long. Okay, that is um, so interesting. Right. It's so crazy, but supposedly it's supposed to make you happier and like uplift your like energy and stuff way more. So I've been playing that in the background, like all day long. Obviously I don't have it on right now because we're recording, but right. I'm just like playing it on my like Alexa all day, but I'll just wake up in the morning and turn that on. And I'll be like, Alexa, turn on blah, blah, blah. And I just lay in bed and for like, just like five, 10 minutes mm-hmm. and just kind of sit with myself or lay with myself, I guess. Yeah. And then, and then I'll get out of bed and like, I count that as my meditation for the day. And for me, it works. So yeah. And exactly what you said for you. for you, it works. And I think it's all about finding just everything, everything we're even talking about today is just such an individualized approach. And so it's like, okay, what works for you? What works for your lifestyle? Oh, 100%. Exactly. Cause everyone's different. That's with everything when it comes to health, especially nutrition. Um, so nothing's generalizable. Honestly, everything has to be individualized. Mm-hmm. Could not agree more. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, um, I don't know if you go off of these aspects of holistic health, but I found that there were like kind of five main topics of holistic health being, um, physical, emotional, social, spiritual, and mental. Um, do you want to kind of talk on each of these topics and go through them one by one to kind of explain how you approach them and what you do with your clients with them? Yeah, we can definitely do that. I think that all of these um, topics are really great places to start and they do encompass all of holistic health because we're not just focusing again on one thing. Um, So yeah, we can definitely start with physical. Um, So for me, when it comes to our physical health, I am a huge, huge advocate of mindful movement And so what I mean by that is basically just like we need to actually appreciate and enjoy the movement that we're doing. So we can be doing, you know, intense exercise seven days a week, but that's probably going to spike our cortisol levels and cortisol is a stress hormone. Um, And if we're constantly putting our body in that state of stress, it can potentially do more harm than good. Um, so yeah, I've been a big advocate of mindful movement, especially since I kind of had my aha like moment after college of being like, okay, I don't need to like go and run three miles on the treadmill and do my five minute abs every single day because I literally didn't even enjoy it. (laughs) Um, but I actually feel like it's really interesting. I feel like ever since quarantine started, I've really started appreciating mindful movement even more because, you know, we went from having our gyms and my favorite studios to go to, and it's like, okay, all of that's closed now. So like I'm going for walks outside and 
I'm at that point, you know, parks and beaches were closed here and I just felt like, okay, this, I'm so happy. I even get to get outside today and like get fresh air. Like this is so wonderful where it used to be. If I went on a walk, it was like, okay, well, I didn't push myself. I didn't even really sweat. Like that wasn't a workout. So exactly. So yeah, I mean, honestly, for me, even in the past few months, I feel like my relationship with movement has evolved even more, which is, you know, crazy because I'm a practitioner and, you know, people think like, oh, she's already got it all down. And it's like, no, we're always evolving and always growing. Oh, 100%. I can completely agree with that because especially for me during quarantine, I would have those days where like, I'd be done eating dinner and like cleaning up the dishes or something and ask myself, like, did I even step outside today? Like, what the heck? And so getting to go outside on those walks or even like a slow, easy jog or just something or outside workout, like if I wrote up something like I, I guess I appreciated it so much more. I was just like, oh my gosh, I was so happy to get outside and doing those sort of things. Mm -hmm. And also during quarantine, it's forced me to like switch up my workouts. So I got in a really bad habit of just going to the gym and doing the same things. Like, I would have my leg day. I'd do the same thing. I would have my arm day. I would do the same thing. And so now I'm like doing different hit functional training, body weight stuff. I've gotten back into my yoga practice. Thank goodness. Oh my gosh. I missed it so much. Um, going on easy walks. Like you said, I was going to say, isn't it funny? I sometimes go like a month without doing yoga and then I do it and I'm like, why did I stop doing this? Oh my gosh, girl. No. Okay. So as I mentioned before, I'm a registered yoga instructor. I have my 200 hour ROIT and I literally started practicing again. I think last week was like the first time I did in over a year. Oh my gosh. I tell you, I went into my first inversion and almost cried. Like it felt so good. I was like, what have I been doing? I was like, why have I not been doing this? I was in crow's pose and literally just came down and like almost broke down in tears. I was like, I cannot skip a day anymore. Like this is like, it brings me back to like, it grounds me so much and it feels amazing. And I texted my parents right after I was like, I just did my first flow in like a year and I feel amazing. (laughs) Your body's like, thank you so much. Oh my God. (laughs) And it's just something about the inversions too. Like I always even recommend it to my clients about being inverted and how it helps with your, helps with everything, like your thyroid hormone, especially and stuff. So it's just like, whenever I first went over into it, I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, I miss this. I know. I get that. Definitely. Yeah. It's fun to just like play around with movement and you just kind of almost feel like a kid again. It's like, okay, this can be fun. Oh yeah. And okay. Even like which is like so out of the norm for me. Like my boyfriend gave me this thing called the body boss. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it like Mm -hmm. folds up into this thing. It uses bands and stuff. Um, and you like hook the bands into, I wish like people could see like what I'm doing with my hands right now, (laughs) but like (laughs) you hook the bands into like little notches and there's different settings and it's like a full body workout or you can just do arms and legs and stuff, but it's pretty much everything in one like little compact, compact thing that you could do like in a weight room. And so I've been doing that in my apartment, even like for you guys listening, if you've seen it on my stories, maybe I've been posting on my stories. It's probably in my fitness highlights. So go look through that, but it's been yeah, kind of a different kind of movement too, that I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like it's making my fitness routine so much more fun again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, rather than just being stuck in a routine feeling like I have to do it, it's like, oh, okay, what creative thing can I come up with today? Oh, I love that. So fun. I know. And he was like, I'm not using it. I was like, well, can I take it back to school? I was like, I'm going to steal this. Thank you. 
overall, just like being physical and like moving your body mindfully. And like I always like to tell people, if you're telling yourself you have to get up and go for a run every morning, like you said, with your, your 30 minute runs or something like that, every single day with your ab finisher, if you're dreading getting out of bed to go do that every morning, don't do it. Figure out something that makes you excited to want to get up and go do it. Yep. I agree. I actually, I was out of town last week, um, visiting family in Kentucky. And when I got back, I was like so excited to get back on my bike again. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I feel so lucky that I have a workout that I love so much that I'm like actually excited to get back to it. Yeah. And it makes like, it doesn't feel like a workout. (laughs) It's like a fun activity that you're doing. It's like when you're a kid and you had like some type of practice when you were like on a sports team and you got so excited to go see your friends and like actually do like physical activity. It's not seen as like a punishment because so many people look at physical activity as a punishment. And it's like, we've got to get out of that mindset. Yes. We've got to switch the mindset on so many different things. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I know (laughs) society has ruined us pretty much. And like, I feel like you know, it's just, we get on social media and we see so many different things. And like, obviously I love social media and I think it's so fun and I love the creative side of it, but like, you definitely have to learn to draw a line and just yourself when you're on it as well. Boundaries are a huge thing. And I'm learning that recently, like setting boundaries is so healthy for yourself and it's not rude. That was my whole problem with the whole boundaries things. It was like, okay, I feel like I'm just being rude by setting like these, so to say boundaries, but it's not, it's taking time for yourself. Yes. It's called self care. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. There you go. (laughs) So moving into self care and stuff, the next topic I want to talk about is emotional. So the emotional aspect of holistic health. Um, so what do you think about this one? Yeah. So I would say this is something that I'm very, very passionate about and something that I would actually even, um, probably eventually like to go back to school, um, to somehow be like credited in more of this because I really don't feel like it's talked about enough, especially with everything going on this year. Um, I think we really need to be paying more attention to emotions and and mental health. And I mean, honestly, like if you're listening to this podcast right now, you should pick up the phone. You should call a friend, call a family member. I think that if there's anything we've learned this year, it's like, we just, people are going through. And so, yeah, even just like a phone call can literally make someone's day. Um, but with that, there are definitely ways that we can support our emotional health. And for me, a huge aspect of that was cutting back on my alcohol intake. So like, I personally still like to, you know, I'll enjoy a glass of wine every once in a while, but I know that if I have like a few, I probably won't feel great physically or emotionally the next day or the next few days. And so it's just like, you know, paying attention to triggers like that, it's definitely not going to be alcohol for everyone. Like I think everyone has different triggers. Um, I I love that you touched on that though, because a lot of my listeners are like um, in the college age, um, especially with the females. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a huge topic to touch on because especially me, I had the same experience 
um, like I'll still have like a glass of wine, like I'm having a wine night with girls this weekend um, and stuff like that. But whenever I do overdo it, it's the next day, all the guilt and like the regret that people feel. It's the negative self-talk and like the anxiety that people feel the morning after. And I know so many people listening to this podcast have experienced this because I've gotten DMs about it. And it's just knowing how to mentally take care of yourself. And I'm super passionate about this as well. Like one of my undergraduate degrees is in psychology. So I'm obsessed with this topic and all things mental health pretty much. Mm So um, there's so many different ways that you can help improve your emotional and mental health as well. And this is, I always suggest to clients and people like journaling um, and just taking record of your thoughts and feelings. So when you use a journal to record what you're grateful for and bring positive things and stuff. Like for me personally, when I wake up in the morning, um, I do my meditation, either laying in bed or sitting up or whatever. And then I do a daily devotional and then I journal. And those are like my three main things that I make sure I do not skip a day of doing. And when I tell you, they've like completely changed the way I go into each day, like complete 180. I love that. And I love that you brought up journaling because for me, I choose to journal at night because I almost feel like just writing down words right before I go to bed, like whatever's on my mind, it could be something so small or something bigger, like whatever I'm stressed about, seriously, just writing it down on that paper and just kind of like shutting my book, putting it away. It, it's like, it almost just kind of releases it. I can almost feel like the tension from my shoulders releasing. And it's just like, okay, this is going to be fine. And usually like when you write it out, you're like, Oh, like this isn't so bad. Like it's, I'll get done what I need to get done. And like, it's going to be okay. Exactly. It's like a form of therapy. Like you're not necessarily talking to a therapist or telling someone it's, it's definitely therapy though, in a way. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually so glad you brought up therapy because that was another thing I wanted to talk about with yeah. emotions. I feel like now I am so happy that therapy is becoming more normalized and I do think we're hearing more about it, but you know, it wasn't even just five years ago that I think it was kind of frowned upon upon and just people kind of thought like, you know, if you're going to therapy, like you really had, you know, quote issues and it was like, not a not very well talked about. And it's really interesting when I go home back to Kentucky, I still feel like that's kind of the stigma around it. So it's different generations. Totally. And I feel really lucky to be like in an area where, um, you know, people do talk about it. And I, I even recommend it to clients all the time. You know, it's like, there are things that are out of my scope of practice and it's like, you know, it definitely does not hurt to talk to a therapist. No. Yeah. I remember, I think it was like last year. It was when I was transitioning, moving down to Auburn, like live. So in undergrad, I lived in a house with like eight girls and then I transitioned to Auburn uh, in Alabama where no one, I didn't know a single soul. The closest person I knew was in Atlanta, which is two hours away. And then I was living by myself as well in a tiny little studio. And so I mentioned to my parents, I was like, I think I need to like start going to therapy like once a week. And like, nothing was actually super like nothing was really wrong they were like oh my gosh like what's happening blah blah, blah. and I was like no I just think it it wouldn't right. hurt at all I was like it wouldn't hurt for me to just like like I'm by myself I'm having to find completely new people like starting from scratch pretty much I was like it wouldn't help it wouldn't hurt and I was like they they had this like whole misconception that I was like depressed and losing my mind and like all this other stuff and I'm like no no no, no. like it just wouldn't hurt <laughs> 
It wouldn't hurt. I, I like, honestly, I'm like, I think everyone could benefit from therapy. (laughs) Seriously. And I've, I've listened to so many other podcasts and seen, heard other people talk about and stuff like even on weeks when like they're going to see their therapist and stuff and say it's a good week and they don't feel like they necessarily need a therapy session. They still go. And those tend to be the best sessions that Mm -hmm. they have. Like it's when you aren't expecting it and like, you just like kind of talk about things and, and you might not even realize what you're going to uncover whenever you go to a therapy session. Right. And I think it's so important too, to remember, like, it's not a forever thing, like, right. Or it doesn't have to be, you know, it's just kind of like to help you kind of get back in the right headspace and just like having an unbiased opinion. So yeah. And people tend to open up to people they don't know more because they feel like they're not going to be judged as much or (laughs) like you necessarily won't talk to your mom about what you talk to your therapist about because you don't want to one worry your mom or two think she's going to judge you while you think that a therapist that's their job they're just like supposed to listen there you're not going to see them on a daily basis like they're not going to be in your everyday life and you're not going to have to like face them every single day it's just kind of like a you just like spilling into someone and right. it's like your word vomit just let it all out <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly so people tend to be way more comfortable when it comes to going to therapy once they get there mm-hmm. I agree right all right and then the next topic is social which we've kind of touched a little bit on this when it comes to like the whole going out and drinking with everyone and stuff but what is your opinion on um your social health because a lot of people don't even think this being social and like having social health so to say as being a thing right and it totally is I mean I used to work in a nursing home and there would be people or patients who you know their families didn't come for like two to three months to see them and it's they get in like a very depressed state so social is definitely a huge aspect of wellness and I think something that we're obviously seeing a lot of right now is social media and people kind of depending on that as like their social engagement. And I definitely think that we undervalue just the simple act of being with someone face to face. Um, And I think that, of course, ever since the pandemic happened, I do think that everyone obviously has like a new appreciation for that. And hopefully we won't be taking it for granted for a while, but human connection is truly just so, so powerful. Like for me, even just, you know, running into a friend at the grocery store or just like grabbing a cup of coffee and just even talking to them for like 15 minutes, like that's just so, it shifts my whole energy for the day. And then, I mean, with that said, I think it's important to really pay attention to who we are pouring our energy into because we can't just like continuously pour and pour and pour and not receive anything in return. So just kind of like what you said earlier with boundaries, like we have to set those healthy boundaries and we have to make time for people who really fill us up and there has to be like a mutual benefit And I definitely think that as I've gotten older, at least, you know, we realize what those relationships do look like and like what is really important for us to hold on to. For sure. I can completely agree with that. And for me, I'm, I consider myself an introvert. So I have to specifically 
make note to myself to make time for personal connection because I could easily sit inside and read a book, work on my nutrition by life stuff, edit podcasts, edit my website, come up with different programs and just literally put my nose to the grindstone and work as much as possible and not talk to another single soul and be completely okay with it. And that's just how I am. But I am an introvert that will make myself do extroverted things. So I know for a fact that doing those kinds of things brings me comfort. And so during the week, I allow myself to do that. But when it comes to the weekends, I make it a priority to plan things with other people. So I do get that in-person connection or anything like that. Like even if it comes to like volunteering in your community, just to be around other people. So like I work at my church, for example, on Sunday mornings in the daycare area. And that's something that I make sure I do on Sundays because I know it's super easy for me to go to church, come home, go to the grocery store, meal prep and plan for my week and not see another single soul throughout the day. So I, I have to, prioritize that when it comes to my own life. This isn't for everyone, obviously not everyone's an introvert, but I'm definitely an introvert that makes myself do extroverted things on the weekends because of this aspect of being healthy and our mental mindset. Because I mean, there's research, but that's been shown that the happiest people on the earth come from having deeper connections with friends, families, and like people in their community. So knowing this, it's like, okay, I've got to put an effort in to actually make that time. Right. I agree. And honestly, I am very similar to you where I'm an introvert and even like, it sounds so bad to say out loud, but even just having plans with friends sometimes, you know, right before I go, I'm like, Oh, like, why did I commit to this dinner or whatever it may be? And then I go and I'm so just like filled up. I get so much joy from it. I always enjoy myself. And then I come home and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm so glad I went. Like I, I just wouldn't have even known what I'm missing out on if I had chosen to stay home. And yeah. And with that, I think it's also really important. Like I said, I don't think it matters, you know, the quantity of the people you're around, but the quality and, you know, your conversations and the energy that's in the room. And so, yeah, I think social is so important and definitely not something people really typically associate with health. No, exactly. And I definitely had those moments of like, right before you go to a dinner with a group of friends or something, you're just like, oh, why did I commit to this? And it's nothing against the friends. It's nothing against the people I'm going to because I want to see them and I want to be around them and like grow our relationship and friendship stronger and stuff. It's the fact of just like getting ready and going outside to do something. <laughs> I know. I'm but it's so rewarding. And you have, like, I end up having so much fun every single time. So I don't ever regret it. But it's like the process of actually doing it. It's just like going to the gym in the morning, the process of actually getting there. <laughs> right. And then you're like, okay, I'm really glad I went. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Later, I'm in my pajamas ready for bed. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, come home, take makeup off in the comfy clothes. <laughs> yep. Exactly. But I think it's also important to just touch on again is that those boundaries. So for me personally, like with being an introvert and having my own business and running like a podcast and all the creating programs for my clients and stuff, I've got to know when to say no. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's also why I say I'll work as hard as I can, put my nose to the grindstone during the week. But then most of the time, Friday through Sunday, or even Thursday through Sunday, sometimes those are my only times when I really schedule time to go out and be with other people and friends. Cause they know that like, okay, she's going to make time for us on the weekends. So right. that's, that's one of my boundaries. It's like work week is work week. Weekends is having fun with friends. Totally. And that's where you're, you have to learn your own balance. 
Yeah. And I love that. I think that it's like a, like it's, you just kind of have to like figure out what works. Like I'm last week or two weeks ago, right before I left for home. And I swear, I usually never have this many plans, but like four people had asked me to get like lunch and dinner. And finally the last one, I'm like, oh my, I love you so much. And like, I really want to see you, but I'm like, I I just have to get stuff done before I go home. And she totally understood. And it's okay to say that it's like, if I had gone to that lunch with her, I think in my head the whole time I would have been like, you know what I need to be either like, you know, cleaning or trying to prep stuff to get done before I travel. And so, yeah, I mean, like you said, setting those boundaries. And I think your, your friends are going to understand that. Exactly. And I think there's this huge fear around setting boundaries and hurting people's feelings. Mm -hmm. And like for me at first, especially like I was a yes person. I like didn't even know how to say the word no. <laughs> like I would have like overlapping plans and running from one thing to another because I just didn't want to disappoint anyone and I didn't want to um, hurt anyone's feelings. And so yeah. that's when I had to learn eventually, like probably my biggest life lesson in 2020 so far is that you just can't please everyone. Um, yep. And so that's just something that I've had to accept. And if you just explain the situation and then be like, look, I really want to see you. We can plan something maybe next week. Like it's, they're going to understand. I mean, we, we all have our own lives. We all have our own to-do list. They're going to understand. I promise you're not going to hurt their feelings to the point where they're not going to be friends with you anymore. Like yes, it'll all I work am. out. If they're a true friend, they're going to understand. Oh, exactly. 100%. And if they like don't understand, then clearly you don't need them in your life. So move on. <laughs> And the next one, well, the next last two that we're going to talk about, we've kind of already touched a little bit on when we talked about emotion, but the next one is spiritual. So spiritual wellness doesn't necessarily mean that you need to become like religious in a sense. Um, Although they do like have overlapping principles, but spiritual is just kind of like connecting with your inner soul and the greater world around you. So pretty much like having a higher power, so to say, right? Yes. So I know for me personally, like I, I grew up religious, but I haven't practiced that religion or that particular religion in many years. Um, I definitely think it's very personal. I think it's very different for everyone, you know, depending on how you're raised and what your beliefs are. Um, but I know like for me, what I have found is like, I know what fills me up and I know what makes me personally feel grounded. And like, those are the things that make me feel connected to something higher than myself. So like, for example, for me, like my church is when I am at the beach at 6am, no one else is around. I can like hear the waves. I can hear the sound of the ocean. I can see out as far as possible. And like, that's when I feel really connected, really grounded. And that's when I have my moments of like, you know, I want to be living and serving for something greater than myself. And I really think that that's what it's all about. And of course that looks so, so different for everyone. Like I know some people are probably listening, thinking like, no, you go to church on Sundays. And I so get that. Like, that's what I did growing up. Um, but I think that, you know, as I've gotten older, for me, it's definitely just shifted of kind of what my spiritual health looks like. Right, exactly. Like everyone's personally different. Just like I said before, how every morning I do my meditation, my devotional and my journaling. And those are the three things that set me up for my day. 
Um, I love that you mentioned going to the beach. I wish I'd live close enough that I could go to the beach at 6 a.m. every day. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Take it for granted. I'm like, oh I'm my so... gosh. That sounds so amazing because the beach is my absolute favorite, favorite place on the planet. But I'm glad you pointed that out because one of my bullet points that I had to talk on is just like spending time in nature. So yeah. it, it can be so empowering and just so uplifting to just spend time in nature. If that is like going to the beach like you are, or if that means going on a hike in your nearby trails or whatever like it doesn't really matter whatever works for you everyone is different totally and there are so many studies that show like getting out in nature for just like 10 minutes like being out in the fresh air soaking right. in the sunshine like it is just so good for our mental health um so yeah i could not agree with that more and i like every time i'm at the beach i'm just like, how do I, like, I live five minutes from here. And obviously this is not where I grew up. And so I'm just so just like, so in awe of it. I've lived here for three years now and it just doesn't get old to me. And, but like, you do, you know, just wherever you are, just find whatever that looks like for you. Right. Exactly. And that's a perfect transition into our last topic of mental health. Um, so we've kind of like, you know, this has kind of been a thing or a, um, a theme through the last few topics that we've talked about, mm-hmm. but just kind of like always, always keeping your mind active and seeking about learning like new opportunities, problem solving practices, and just like keeping your brain awake, so to say, um, right. is a really good form of practicing mental health. And these are done by like a lot of different things. <laughs> like we've been talking about like the meditation, getting outside, physical activity, um, a healthy diet. Um, so yeah, what is your, opinion on these last few things about how to promote mental health. Yeah. I mean, I love that we have had such an authentic and genuine conversation today around all of this and, you know, mental health, I do feel like is, I mean, nutrition is right up there, but like mental health is something that is so, so important to me. And, you know, we obviously kind of covered it when we talked about emotions. And I think that emotions are kind of like what we process each and every day. And then our mental health just kind of dives even a little bit deeper. So like, for me, I know, because to be completely honest, like anxiety and depression are still things that I do deal with. And so it's just like knowing, you know, like I'm going to have those days where I just wake up and I'm just like, what it like, I don't even know what's wrong sometimes. And it's like so hard to explain to other people, but just knowing, like keeping all of these practices in mind and just telling myself like, this will pass, this feeling will go away. And, you know, obviously I think that's where, you know, therapy can come in and kind of like bigger picture. Um, And just kind of realizing, you know, all of these practices we've talked about, you know, meditation and mindful movement yes, they're so important to get in where we can, but like, we are going to have days we don't feel like doing them and that's okay. And like, it's okay to not beat ourselves up about it and it's okay to move on. And like, we might have days where we're just feeling a little more, a little more low. And so, you know, using those tools where we can and just kind of going from there. And of course, as with everything that looks different for everyone. So Exactly. And I know everyone listening is probably waiting for me to bring up this topic because I talk about it in pretty much every single episode and that's gut health. And so that has to do with, um, nutrition, but our gut and our brains are directly connected. So I do want to touch a little bit on that. 
Um, cause by improving our gut health, it, it's going to help improve everything in general and especially with your mental health. Um, so that's just pretty much like pre and probiotics. Everyone listening knows like exactly what I'm talking about. Cause I talk about it all the time, but, but I just think that's another huge topic to bring up when it comes to mental health is the foods that you're putting into your body. So things that are high in antioxidants and omega-3 fatty acids are going to be amazing because they're going to help support your brain health, like we talked about. So just in general, throwing that little topic in as well. Um, I don't need to go into detail about it because everyone listening, if you're regular listeners, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and if you're not, go back and listen to other episodes so you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I love that. You've got your regulars. Oh, yeah. I, there's just certain things that I talk about in pretty much every episode because it has to do with pretty much everything of health and gut health is one of them. <laughs> I love talking about gut health. So. I like more and more, you know, studies are coming out every day showing that. So. Oh, my God. It's so many studies. Like, I, it's so interesting to me. I nerd out on it. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. I feel like we would get along really well, like, in real life. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, we have touched on all five of those aspects of holistic health. And I think that was a really good conversation and just hopefully everyone listening could really understand the importance behind all of those aspects when it comes to overall health and well-being, especially in holistic health. But to wrap up this episode, I like to ask all of my guests, just like three fun questions to just kind of help get to know you a little bit better. So my first question for you, Leslie, is what is your favorite food, of course? <laughs> oh my gosh. I like don't even know if I can pick because there's <laughs> so many I people say that. Okay, so my favorite, like, okay, so like when I go home, for example, my grandmother makes like the best mashed potatoes. And so I always have to have her mashed potatoes when I'm home. But I don't know. Out here it's like, I mean, I love sushi, mm. but I mean, I don't know if Anyway, probably, I don't know if your followers follow my page, but I have a food blog, obviously. So I cook so many different things and I love experimenting with so many different recipes that I don't feel like I tend to make one over and over because I just love to experiment. But I am with a lot of um, I guess I could say my one thing, like every morning, I love my one cup of coffee. Like that's not a food, but it's like, I love, it's so like comforting and soothing to me. So yeah, there's a couple different things. (laughs) Great. All right. My next question is what is your favorite form of exercise or physical activity at the moment? I love spin. I can't help it. I can't get away from it. I'm just like, I started doing it when I moved out here and it's just like, it's so fun for me. It's genuinely, I feel so energized. I get on the bike, I sweat, like listen to some great jams. And I just like, I just love it. <laughs> Literally like a dance party sometimes, like, especially if you go into yes. a studio, I know they don't have them right now, but like studios and stuff with like all the lights and the speakers and yes. so much fun. It's such a uplifting atmosphere. <laughs> I know. I love it. And I know like some of my friends laugh at me and they're like, oh my gosh, you're like addicted. And I'm like, but it's just so fun. <laughs> I don't care. It's enjoyable. <laughs> That's a good thing to be addicted to. <laughs> <laughs> And then my last question is what keeps you motivated to do what you do? Seeing my clients and the progress that they're making and hearing their feedback and seeing the improvements that they are having in their own lives, honestly. And I'm just like a vessel for that. I'm just here to support them and encourage them and yes, give them advice along the way, but hearing them, you know, come back to me and say how much more energy they tend to have or 
how much more they are able to enjoy their food experiences like that. There's nothing better to me than hearing that feedback. So that is definitely what keeps me going. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Hearing that kind of feedback is so rewarding. Mm-hmm. But I just love asking that question because I love hearing people's why. Um, it's so interesting to me. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So I would like to give you a second to just kind of plug yourself, tell everyone where to go follow you, get in touch with you if they want to work with you. Yeah, thank you. So um, so my website is just www.allaboutwell.com. It's all one word together. And then my Instagram handle is allaboutwell. And then if you're wanting to reach out kind of more on an individual basis, my email is hello at allaboutwell.com. So pretty much any all about well, you'll, if you type that in, you'll find me. So (laughs) yeah, awesome. And I will link all of that in the show notes for you guys listening to, so you can just click on it and go straight to all of her stuff. Um, so it's not hard to find, I promise it would be super easy. It's just one click of a button. Um, but everyone should go follow her and see her food blog. She has such amazing, like colorful, fun recipes. Everyone knows I love eating the rainbow as well. So your food always looks so good to me. (laughs) Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me on today. This is such a great conversation and I hope it was really beneficial for some of your listeners. Yeah, no, this conversation was definitely super beneficial. I already know I'm going to get so many comments, um, and messages in my DM about it. Um, people just really enjoy hearing natural conversations about everything, health, wellness, and nutrition and stuff. So thank you so much for coming on and doing this with me. You were absolutely the perfect person to talk about this topic with. Of course. I'm happy to be here. Yes. Well, thank you again. And then to everyone listening, thank you so much for coming back this week to listen to my podcast. And I will talk to y'all again next Wednesday. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all and appreciate your support so much. I will be uploading a new episode every Wednesday, so make sure you subscribe and share with your friends. Follow my Instagram and TikTok at Nutrition by Lex for more information and health inspiration.